This table talk is made possible by Mental Health Matters, a newsletter from themighty.com. I'm Skye, and today I'm joined by... I'm Kat. I'm Ashley. I'm Camera. Today, we're talking about stress and anxiety. How can you tell the difference? How do you deal with them? What is causing us so much overwhelm right now. I was actually inspired uh, to talk about this topic after reading Megan Glosson's story on The Mighty called Four Ways to Figure Out Whether You're Anxious or Stressed. I feel like just, you know, in our conversations as colleagues that we've been having lately, this is definitely something we could all speak on and talked about it with my therapist this morning, feeling a little bit clearer, and I want to hear your thoughts. Kat, what is the difference between stress and anxiety? Loaded question, because do I know the answer? So I think the big thing we have to remember is I think it looks different for each of us. I think that how a person experiences anxiety versus how a person experiences stress is different. This is how I know what I'm feeling. Typically, my anxiety is not rational. So if I'm able to pinpoint a reason for why I'm feeling wound up, it's typically stress and the reason usually makes sense. The other thing that's my telltale sign is that I only get a normal headache when I'm stressed. I do not get a normal headache when I'm anxious. And that one singular physical symptoms allows me to differentiate between the two. What about you, Ash? Yeah, for me, I think I, I definitely relate to the if it has a reason, it's usually stress. If it doesn't, it's usually anxiety or at least a logical reason. Um, I think for me, the main way that I notice it is actually in the physical symptoms that I feel. You know, when I am stressed, I feel it in my jaw, in my neck, in my shoulders. When I'm anxious, I feel it like in my guts. Like I feel like I'm just like not doing great there. I have like an upset stomach. And so like I can usually identify just based on like physical location because sometimes I don't even recognize that I'm anxious or stressed unless some of those physical symptoms are happening. I also notice for like myself, for example, if I'm feeling anxious, it usually almost always leads into depressive thoughts. And so like a stressful thought would be this thing's happening. I'm worried about it versus an anxious thought would be this thing's happening. I'm worried about it. And here's why I can't do it because I'm awful. Like that's just kind of where this thought spiral goes for me. But camera, pass it, pass it to you now. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what both of you said, especially within the kind of trusting your body of where that's coming from. Like I really like how you say, Ash, like how it's in your gut or your stomach or your kind of heart where it is more kind of an anxious feeling, kind of rapid feeling than with stress where it is like more physically like draining in your shoulders, sometimes in your jaw or headaches. Um, and then you can have different kinds of head. I'm very intrigued about the different kinds of headaches, Kat. I want to hear more about that. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> One day we'll do a whole podcast series just on types yes. of headaches. You wait. Would love that. For me, I feel like anxiety, it is the kind of, is there a rational or is it just irrational thinking that has no full concrete proof around it? I actually look at it, what is the actual thing that I am anxious or stressed about? Usually if, if it's anxiety, it's something that I am more inwards about, about myself or about how others perceive me or about how something that could be wrong that not necessarily is, but it's usually a little bit self 
attached to, whereas stress is usually around whether it's work or an item or like timing or just things that need to get done. It's not usually I'm stressed out about myself. I'm usually stressed out about something else where I'm usually just anxious about myself. Like my example today was I am stressed out if I have the energy and time to do the podcast, but I am more anxious about how I will come across how I will sound and what I will say, and if it is perceived well. That was, mwah, that was absolute. that was like the perfect way to state it. I'm curious, just because, you know, we're all very self-aware, but I'm curious if everyone, have you gotten better at identifying it over time, or is it still something you're like actively working on? Sky, what would you say? So I'm definitely still working on it. I think this week is a great example of not knowing the difference. Um, I've said since like, I was eight years old that being anxious is just a part of my personality. Um, It was only in the last few months that I learned, hey, it doesn't have to be. But I feel like I'm on the journey to getting better at separating the two. And I think the qualities all of you listed about telling the difference is really helpful. And I'm definitely taking notes on that. I will say that it is really hard to identify sometimes. I know for me, I only in the past year have started to be able to make those differences and I can account it for two things. One of them being um, getting on medication for my bipolar disorder. I was able to overall cut down some of the amount of anxious thoughts that I had. And so I had just, I have more clarity in my day-to-day thinking. But then also I got diagnosed with UC and realized that some of the gut discomfort I was feeling was due to that. But now that that is under control, uh, as of right now at least, I can now tell when that's an issue and it's related to like a mental health feeling versus a, you know, physical what's going on. I feel like even even at at this point, I still don't always know, especially in the moment if you're dealing with anxiety or stress, you're not like trying to pinpoint, oh, is this stress or is this anxiety? It's just like this sucks either way. I don't I don't really know what to what to pinpoint. But I do think I know the difference a little bit better after like you kind of going through years of just general therapy for support and knowing like, oh, yeah, work will make me stressed for these reasons, but can make me anxious for these reasons. And it is, I think, still that self-identifying versus outer real thing that can um, have a logical conclusion of why and not isn't as emotional, I guess, as it would be for anxiety sometimes for me. I feel like what part of makes it hard is like the absolutely toxic wellness culture about are you stressed? Stress is making your health worse. And every single time a doctor has gaslit me into thinking that I have a migraine every day because I'm clenching my teeth because I'm so stressed. And I think it's really hard because I do think there are ways to combat stress and there are ways to combat anxiety. But if you're constantly told that having both of those things in your life are irrational, it does feed into it. It does make it worse. And camera, I think that leads to the inability in the moment and even after the fact to be able to identify it. That makes it really hard. I also think it's challenging because I feel like, well, of course, like anxiety and stress feed into one another. It's a vicious cycle. But I feel like both sensations have to do with a lack of control. I feel like anxiety, you know, it's that it's feeling like that lack of control and maybe stress. You're stressed because you can't control the like amount of things going on or your situation it's all complicated. And I think it's also funny. I feel like it's it should be unsurprising at this point. But Kat, I actually had the opposite experience with physical symptoms. 
than you. I stress is probably the biggest trigger for my migraine attacks. There was a series like in college, every time I would come home for the summer, I'd have to go on a course of steroids just to get my brain to stop attacking me for <laughs> for being stressed. But I also, I'm curious about what stress and or anxiety everybody's dealing with now and how you're able to tell, you know, which is which. Uh, Kat, what's going on in your world? Um, How much time do you have, Skye? That would be my main question. Okay, so thankfully we, we thought about this beforehand, so I don't have like 20 million things to tell you. I would say the biggest thing I'm anxious about, so I talked about how I had surgery. I saw my surgeon this week and he was like, don't forget, tack on six extra weeks to your recovery, which he'd already told me was going to be three more months. So looking at summer by the time I feel great. I feel anxious about it, not stressed, but I feel anxious because I have no control over it aside from like doing the best that I can. I don't know when it's going to end. I don't know how I'm going to feel. And I just find myself circling. I am stressed. Wow. Everyone get ready for this. I'm a little stressed about work. I think that that is totally normal. And I have a feeling we've been going through a lot of changes behind the scenes. And I think that that naturally raises it. But the one thing I was stepping back and thinking about is that like, I do have concrete steps that I can take to try and lessen that. I have a lot less concrete steps that I can take to lessen my recovery. And that's how I'm able to like differentiate between the two. I think for myself, yes, I could also go on a fun, I mean, how long we we have this podcast for like, why don't we just go like 15 hours instead of 15 minutes, just like to get we'll air the grievances, anxiety marathon. Absolutely. So my anxiety that I'm feeling right now is is similar in a way cat in terms of it's medical related. It's just this constant lingering thought I always have, you know, just being someone who's had cancer, being someone who has to go in for regular checks around it. That's just something that never really goes away because I can't tell if it's happening and then going into the doctor and getting confirmation either way. It's just anxiety inducing and even getting a everything's okay doesn't resolve that because there is next year. There is the next time that I do that thing. Whereas with the stress I'm feeling right now, so one of the things I'm in the midst of is the, you know, first time house buying process. And I can tell when that is particularly bad. It's like when we schedule to go to showings or when we talk to the mortgage person, like I can feel all of that stress build up. And as soon as those conversations end or resolve, they go back down again. So like, that's something that I can like see in the moment. And like, now I am kind of preparing for when I'm having these conversations that like the day before and after are going to be awful, but they're manageable and they will kind of, you know, dip in and out. Yeah, that balance is so real, the kind of ups and downs of, of each one. It's like you've got two separate waves, like the anxiety wave and then the stress wave. I, I feel that right now. Like I think the two things that I am dealing with, what stress and anxiety wise would be getting back into like being a creative person on my own outside of work and finding that voice again, giving myself permission to create projects and work on passion projects. I, I feel like I have the anxiety of the, I, I have that imposter syndrome of like, oh, I, I don't know if I should be doing this. It's not, it's a waste of my time. Should I? And then the stress factor is, do I have time to do this? Why am I doing this? This is a lot of work. Why, why should I do this? This is this is time consuming. So it's still kind of that inner outer kind of feel of that as well as 
trying to make time for appointments and doctor's appointments for certain things that I need to get done. As you know, on our health journeys, whether for me, like I don't really know full on diagnoses of certain things, whether it's with my ADHD getting re-diagnosed and finding a new therapist or um, I have like a certain health appointment coming up that I'm really scared about and I'm anxious about it, but I'm also more so stressed about like the pain or anything that goes along with it. That's where I'm at. PSA, did you know that health is really anxious and anxiety inducing and very, very stressful? I just want to endorse that ooh, a million times. Um, I'm kind of at that point in terms of like the anxiety and stress I have going on where I am so overwhelmed by both that I'm at that point where I'm like, well, can't do anything to manage either. I'm just going to sit here and be miserable with my shoulders up by my ears and my jaws switching places from clenching them so hard. My night guard, I've already worn through one that was professionally made. They had to give me a bottom one and a new top one. Wow, really getting my money's worth out of them. But I'm so I'm currently stressed about balancing like work tasks, work stuff with like life admin, you know, taxes, like just making phone calls. I'm, I'm sorry, do taxes cause stress and or anxiety? No. Oh, wiles. What are taxes? What? How, what is that thing? I like that annoying person who's like, wow, it's January 1st, time to get this done. But like, there's been a hiccup in my taxes this year and I'm freaking out. I wonder why I thought anxiety was part of my personality. <laughs> but yeah, so with like life admin and just, you know, I keep trying to like, schedule time to catch up on like social stuff too but I keep putting that off because I'm too stressed to do it and I'm stressed about work and then I'm stressed about being anxious and yeah I I think really what a lot of my stress and anxiety comes down to is not reinforcing boundaries and I'm very lucky to be surrounded by people some of whom are in this very virtual room who've been helping me hold those boundaries So here's hoping that all the, I think of it as like a chaos cloud, my stress and anxiety. I'm hoping that clears up a bit soon. So now that we've all gotten worked up about our stress and anxiety, how do we cope with it? Kat, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Oh, what I'm doing to take care of myself is very soon here. I am going to take care of one life thing that's driving me batty. And I will feel uh, a lot, a lot better. Also, to everyone feeling anxious and stressed, not alone. I don't have great words of advice for you, but feeling it. Hashtag feeling it. Yeah, I would just say it's very, very normal to experience both. I feel like even if you aren't someone who is perpetually stressed or anxious, you will at least have the experience once in your life. Um, Even if that once in your life is ongoing for years nonstop, at least once in your life. For me, it's just trying to find time for self-care and self-care for me is finding time to work on art outside of of my job and just finding ways to like really immerse myself in it, not think about anything else because I have to be so involved in what I'm doing. But that's that's my main main one. Yeah, I think my main one is 
don't diminish the value of the stress and anxiety you are dealing with. Don't push it down and be like, well, just because everyone deals with this doesn't mean it's necessarily normal or necessarily something you should just put up with or not balance out and take care of yourself and acknowledge once in a while whether it's anxiety and whether it's stress and what you need to be able to balance that. Just because everyone goes through certain parts of it once in a while doesn't mean that you don't deserve to be able to manage it well and take care of yourself. Oh, perfectly said. I think I'm going to, in part based on this conversation, try to reinforce those boundaries, do more grounding exercises, and commit to my to-do list like I once did and feel in control of my tasks rather than letting them control me. So thank you so much, everyone, for sharing uh, your experiences with stress and anxiety. I appreciate it. And folks, if you want more conversations like this, subscribe to Mental Health Matters by going to bit.ly slash mhinbox. That is bit.ly backslash mhinbox. We'll see you in your inbox. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.